Do you want to talk about the pod? Yeah, I'm just trying. I just said tip. I say another tip, and then I thought that was lame, so I was trying. To hey, we're back with our more tips. Tippity tap, tip toe. And <laughs> <laughs> tip tap toe. It's me, Maddie, with another tip. <laughs> Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we are talking about all the things to do to get an item ready for sale. Yes. So sometimes when you find a really good deal at the thrift store, items can be a little bit damaged or not quite in perfect condition to sell. So today we're going to be talking about some of the things we do to either DIY or fix up the items or remove stains. Yes. So before we get into all of that, how is it going this week? What's up? It's going really good. Um, We're recording this on a Sunday, so it's been the weekend here. And yesterday I had like really no plans for a Saturday and I ended up cleaning out my personal closet and yeah, it like feels amazing. I really like, I feel like the last couple years we've talked about before, like I've been trying to really edit down the clothes that I'm keeping. Yeah. I feel like everything in my closet, like I like love everything right now and I know where everything is it's just like a really good feeling. Cause prior to that, I should have taken a before picture. It was just like a pile on the ground. I literally still had a box in my closet from when we moved filled with like purses and like hats and stuff that I never really put away. And this feels great to have everything organized, know where everything is. And a bonus for reselling is I have a huge pile now in my posh room of stuff that I decided to chop and get rid of. So we'll be Amazing. listed soon. I'm how did you do it? Of it to... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, how did you do it? Did you like take everything out of the closet and like look at it one at a time? Or how'd you, how'd you get yourself to chop so many things? I feel like it's hard to like. Yeah. Well, I was stuff. watching. A YouTube video. This is probably a couple weeks ago now, but um, I somehow came across this YouTuber. I think she's called the Minimal Mom. Okay. <laughs> and her whole thing is kind of thinking of everything you own as like inventory you have to manage. And the way she explains it, for some reason, it just like really, like I resonated with it. I was like, that's so true. Cause it's like, I feel like I get so mad. And I always put off doing laundry because I hate pairing up all the socks. It's like, I end up like, feel like I try stuff on and then I end up just like throwing it on the ground and then I end up washing it. And then I'm like putting away stuff that I like didn't even really wear. And it's like taking up all my time and I hate it. And then it makes me put off doing my laundry because I like just don't want to do it. And then I have so many clothes that I'm like, I'll just wear my other clothes. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was kind of thinking of it like that. I'm like, okay, I like only want to keep things that I like 
have time to like keep track of from now on <laughs> if that makes sense yeah. so i chopped one of the tips that she had was like first pull all your like favorite things out of your closet that you know you want to keep and i feel like that's a really good way to do it because then it's like you already know like all your favorites that you would like be devastated if like you got rid of them are like already taken care of they're going to be part of it and then everything left in your closet is like all your not favorites. So it's like some of those I still keep because it's like they go with a lot of things and I end up wearing them a lot. But like you kind of pull things out based on your favorite things first. And then you get real with yourself about the other stuff that's been hanging there forever. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure, yeah, it makes it easier to like cut something if it's not like in between on hangers, like your two favorite items where it kind of like... Oh, yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? It's like you just see kind of the duds of your closet all at once yeah. and you're like, yeah, I don't want any of this. <laughs> yeah. And then I was texting you because I'm like, I feel like I came up with my own like part of the hack where I had like been doing laundry. Like uh, Rick works at a hospital and he always washes his scrub like scrubs when he gets home like right away. And so we're always like really up to date on like having the laundry washed, but then I'm really not up to date on putting it away sometimes. Cause it just like seems, I don't know. There's just always so much of it and I just put it off, but so we hadn't put away laundry in a little bit. So I had a, like a couple baskets of stuff that I'd probably worn over the last like week and a half, two weeks. And before I put that away, I like pulled my favorites out of my closet. And then I knew a lot of my favorites were like in the clean laundry. Cause I, those are the things I wear the most. So yeah. then it was like even easier of like what was left. I'm like, okay, whatever's left in here is like the stuff I like never wear. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> really bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then just like when I had things where I'm like, oh, like what if I want to wear this sometimes? I just kept in the back of my mind the thing of like everything you own is inventory you have to manage. And it's like, I don't want to manage this stupid shirt that I like hang up and move around my closet every six months and never actually wear anymore. Keep deleting. <laughs> That's funny. And like your Poshmark closet kind of becomes some of those like things that you'd wear like one time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a statement item. Like yeah. I feel better about not having a ton of like statement items in my own closet anymore, or I'm trying to get it down more because like, I'll get a really cute item at the thrift store and like wear it once, wash it and then list it. Yeah. Like, I, even, about that. I even made a section of my closet like, like that, where I had thrifted a few things recently, especially like I've been doing those reels, as you know, <laughs> yes. so it's like, oh, this is something I want to like wear for that or like wear... I don't know, out and about to a, something we have. So I like even pulled some, like I pulled like four or five things actually from my Poshmark inventory and now they're hung up in my personal closet. They're still like listed, but I'm just like leaving them in my closet and have like a little rotating section of like things yeah. I thrifted that I'm selling, but I'm still excited to like maybe wear them once or twice before they sell. Nice. So yeah, they're featured items feels great and I went through even like my whole dresser like my workout clothes I kept like my favorite shorts that I always wear and I'm like okay I'm finally getting rid of these ones that I like only wear when they're the last ones left and even down to like my socks I was like I hate pairing up the socks so I had recently bought new socks and I'm like I'm deleting all other socks sorry <laughs> 
and they all are like the same so i kept like i have all my socks that i normally wear and then i have like two or three pairs of other ones and then like a couple like fuzzy socks and like comfy socks and christmas socks that i kept too but very chopped down yeah a tip like when you're cleaning out your closet to like make sure you clean out some of the like miscellaneous sections not just like the hanging stuff because yes i have a i have a drawer that has like my like tank tops and like sports bra tops in it and it was like kind of to the time to do laundry where it was getting kind of empty and i found in there this like really cute like basic ribbed like black bodysuit that's just like mine it's not from my Poshmark or anything that I bought probably yeah. like four years ago that I totally forgot about I was like yeah what? like and I've worn it since just because I completely forgot I even had it because it was like yeah. so at the bottom so I, I think I need to do that because I always clean out my like hanging clothes and I mean I still could get rid of a lot more stuff from there that I don't actually wear but like the athletic shorts athletic tank tops and like right stuff like socks even that's like really good tip yeah i i was even i was working on it and then even rick was like i think i need to do that too and i'm like i went on amazon and i bought him because his socks are honestly they stress me out even more than mine i've even gotten to the point where i like i'll put away all like when i'm putting away laundry i just like leave a basket at the end and that's like all the leftover rick socks i'm like you can deal with this like (laughs) (laughs) i can't do this anymore um so that he we we went on i like went on amazon and just bought him like a bunch of like plain nike no-show socks that are gonna be here tomorrow and i'm like we're deleting all the old ones sorry like time for new we're over the old ones yeah. i hate matching them up and they're like so worn anyway and then yeah then so he'll just have those in like his work socks that he wears there that are like dress socks but yeah nice all much to do about socks but <laughs> it honestly feels great i like who knows how long i'll keep up with it because i feel like i go on a kick like this like every six months and just but that's how you, how you need to do it of just kind of like checking in with your closet every six months or something because mm-hmm. you know your style or your size might change that you yeah. need to refresh some things yeah true and i think it's easier to make some of those deep cuts from your closet that you've been hanging on to for a while when you are regularly checking in every like six months because it's like I feel like I have been doing that probably the last three years consistently and it's like some of that stuff I keep hanging on to every six months and it gets easier like three rounds past to be like okay I'm literally never gonna wear right you're like (laughs) I was here before yeah (laughs) or if you only do it once every every like five years or ten years it's like you kind of find things like your black body suit. You're like, I forgot I had this. I need to keep it. And it's hard to know if it's like that situation or if it's like, I'm just really not wearing it. Never going to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it too. A tip is to like, before you try something on to see if it still fits, like just look at the item and it's like, do I still like this item where I would yes. actually want to wear it? Because a lot of times it's like, okay, our older clothes that might not fit anymore might be a style or like a statement piece from like, 10 years ago that's not really like you know something that you yeah. want to wear anymore or something so like before you even make yourself try it on and see that it's like oh it's too tight or you know 
fits differently than I remember and kind of like get in your head about that. It's like, just make sure you even like it standalone, yeah. not that like, oh, I can still fit into this that I wore five years ago. It's like, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that too framed as like, if I was shopping today, would I buy this? Like, would Ooh, I be like, oh, I yeah. need this. And that's like a good way to think about it too. Cause yeah, there's definitely those older styles sometimes where it's like, I'm hanging on to it in case it comes back in style again. But now that we thrift so much, I'm like, I'm always finding new stuff. Like, right. Sell it. Move on. <laughs> yeah. And especially that both of us don't have like a job that we go into every day or something that we need to be like yeah. serving up these looks for. Okay. Right. Not that I ever was, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm basically wearing biker shorts and a t-shirt every day. So it's like, I don't need that many outfit outfits yeah yeah that I wouldn't mind sharing with if I, they sold I would be fine with it too you know definitely so what is new with you this week so I have a couple updates I've been kind of back in the swing of going to play-dohs like once a week which I'm loving and a couple updates around play-dohs so last week I went and they are ha- they're having like a 50% off now it's 70% off clearance sale. So last week when I was there, I was looking at the 50% off clearance and I found this like, like mint green wrap dress. That's kind of like more of a denim, like thick material that I thought was like super cute. It has these like puff sleeves and I found it in the clearance and I was super excited about it, but I was there like right up until the moment that they closed. So I didn't have time to go like try it on before I checked out. Yes. And, but I was like buying it for myself. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to fit. Like it was a couple sizes larger than I typically wear. And I was like kind of thinking, oh, I'll, I'll wear it. It'll be kind of like more loose. Like it'll be perfect. And then I got home and tried it on and it was so tight. Like it was like, it technically fit, but it just like looked uncomfortable and was like really short of a dress. And even Bjorn said that. I was like, what do you think? And he's like, it's really short. <laughs> and then I looked at it closer and I realized it was kids. Oh yeah. I got tricked. So then I was like, well great like a doesn't fit and now it's kids so I listed it it's kids I haven't done that in so long where I accidentally buy something thinking it's women's and it's kids like I remember that happened to me right when we started I bought Levi jeans and they were (laughs) kids yeah but yeah it still happens (laughs) and then also about Plato's I saw on their Instagram page that their store manager had just left and they have like a new store manager coming in and ever since I saw that I noticed when I've been there there's like a lot of people like training and just like a lot of new like faces working there and I've noticed it in the the (laughs) prices of different items where some items that typically were like lower in price now are like higher in price. And then this past time I went and I found three different Revolve brands. I found a couple other brands that I looked up and have like really good comps and they had them priced for like five bucks. (laughs) So 
Oh my gosh. That is like a super like secret perk of turnover at buy sell trade stores because (laughs) it's like, I think too, they're like short staffed. So like they, you know, are just trying to like get the items on the sales floor, you know, not probably spending as much time as maybe they do when they have more people working, but it is, it's a perk right now. So I'm just going to let it ride. I'm sure they'll ride the wave. Yeah, I'm sure they'll all be like trained up here soon and all my best brands. Their brand knowledge is only going to get better from here. So I might as well cash in now. Exactly. (laughs) It's kind of like when you first start, you first start reselling and you don't know that many brands, you know, at the beginning. Yeah, But then you get better and better. They're at like square one. (laughs) Yes. And then one other update I went to a meet and greet event this weekend. So I listened to the podcast, The Morning Toast, and their family started like alcohol brand called Spritz. So they've been doing these like pop-up meet and greets as they get the diff- like distributed in different states. And Jackie from The Morning Toast was in Texas doing a meet and greet for it. And it was thrilling. <laughs> it was so cool to meet her in person and she was like just as like nice and bubbly in person as she is on the podcast so that was yeah really cool highly recommend if you ever see events like that to meet some of these like niche celebrities and podcasters that you know like highly recommend because it was really fun (laughs) yes you listen like almost daily to the episodes of the morning toast. Yeah. They're sisters too, right? Yeah. They're sisters in New York and it's the podcast is like pop culture, but they also just like talk about their own lives and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like a huge deal podcast. That's so cool. And like, I I think we've mentioned before, like you've found like their merch at Plato's and like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, basically like a standing gift that I get from Bjorn the last few years is like merch from their (laughs) store because I just love it they have the (laughs) cutest merch and I found one of their pieces of merch at Play-Doh's one time and it's like I do not need any more of this stuff but I just had to buy it because I'm like come on can't not yeah you can't just (laughs) leave this behind so yeah that was super cool that's so funny. Yeah. Top of Maddie's list is always the newest merch drop from the morning toast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And we have a listener win this week. Just like last week, it is near and dear to our hearts because it is another family win. <laughs> so our dad is actually the listener win this week. He has been collecting baseball and football cards all of his life and has decided to become a reseller and start selling them on the platforms. Yes. And he let us know today it's Father's Day and he made his first big eBay sale for $4.99. Woohoo! Okay. I was thinking about it because I was like, how does he like ship these? Does he, I think he can just like an envelope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, our Uncle Tom, our dad's brother, he also has a lot of baseball cards and football cards and other cards, and he's been selling them on eBay too, I guess, 
And when originally before we started, I remember dad calling me and being like, okay, do you think this would be a good business model? Cause he thinks he has some that could sell for like 20 bucks and you, they really only cost like an envelope and the price of a stamp. I'm like, that's amazing. Like I sell yeah. stuff on Poshmark for 20 bucks that I spent for like $3 and like then they have to pay full shipping for it. Like right. the profit is great. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so now that our dad's in on the action of reselling our uncle Tom, I guess has had over 200 transactions of reselling these cards. We're thinking there might need to be a future takeover episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we might have to have those two on and interview them about their reselling endeavors. Yeah, definitely. But that's awesome. Also, we just wanted to make it clear. If you have a listener win, these aren't reserved for just our family. We know it's been the last two weeks. If something exciting happens in your reselling business, please send us a message. We would love to share on the podcast and shout out your closet. And also just celebrate the good sales on reselling. We are bringing to you live our Posh News Update. Give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. All right, we are very excited for this week's Posh News update. There is big news in the Poshmark community. Posh Fest is back in person this year, fingers crossed, in Houston, Texas. Woohoo! Yeehaw! <laughs> Oh, yeah, girly girl. <laughs> yes, we are so excited. We still haven't been to Posh Fest in person. So when we found out it's in Texas and like, it's drivable for me, you know, Yeah. that like, we are so in, we're really excited. We can't wait to, for the tickets to drop. I think it's the last couple days of September are the dates. And from what we know, there's typically a lot of like, seminars and like happy hour events and get togethers so yeah I'm super excited especially since you went to that Poshmark meetup recently like yes. a, kind of a mini posh fest and had such a good time like can you imagine doing it for a couple of days like how no, I'm like that event was like two hours long this is a two-day event like I'm yeah excited. we are we're putting it out there now we're going one way or yes. another we're figuring it out um, so let us know if you're planning to go. We'd love to like meet up with other resellers, obviously, while we're there. Um, and yeah, I was talking to one of my friends in Phoenix here, currently Lily. She was saying that she's went to it a couple times over the past, and she's like, "Oh, you gotta go at least once. It's like so worth it. Just if it's not your thing, it's an experience to try once." So yeah, we're gonna go. One thing is it is on um, your husband's birthday. So sorry. Yeah. But... I, I noticed that right away and was like, you're just going to take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> you can come if you want. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that at first. I was like, well, what if he drove down with us and like we went out to dinner with him and I'm like, I feel like he's not going to want to be in the thick of the posh. <laughs> We could host Bjorn's birthday posh happy hour with the girl yeah, girls. Exactly. <laughs> no, we'll have to celebrate early. Yes. And then one other posh news update is 
Poshmark basically released QR codes for your Poshmark closet. So you can pull it up. Like if you're chatting with someone and you're like talking about your reselling business rather than being like, oh, and my closet name is, you know, whatever and download the app and do all these things. And it's like kind of confusing. You can just like show them the QR code and they can just like pull it up right there. Um, as just like a quick way to access it. I feel like QR codes, like everyone is way more comfortable with them now ever since the pandemic. Yes. When like they took away menus basically at restaurants. So they're always on the tables now. <laughs> I feel like before that, I did not know how to use it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no. I remember a few years ago for a work thing, they had a QR code so we could like watch this training video. And it was like, you can, with your camera, like what? Like it was like yeah. technology. Now they're everywhere. And I totally agree that it's just way easier when you're trying to get the info to someone quick. Like I'm thinking of like on Venmo, how much easier it is when someone just shows you their like code so you can like pay them back rather Mm -hmm. than when you're like searching them and then you're like, okay, is this you or is this one you? Yeah. And they have like a common name and it's like, yeah, (laughs) there's a million of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like on Venmo, like, this is kind of going on a tangent, but like, I don't think you come up with your own name on there. Cause mine's like Taylor hat, like it has like numbers after it. And I'm like, yeah. well, you have a username. Yeah. But it's like, I don't remember making my username. So sometimes they're kind of weird on there and same with your Poshmark closet. It might be a little yeah easier to just give a QR code. I saw too, that you can like print the QR code out and that would be something include with like a thank you card too, as an idea. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good idea. So, so yeah, we'll definitely be playing around with that and seeing how we can kind of implement that into how we talk about Poshmark and interact with people. But I love that they just provided it too. <laughs> yeah. So Poshmark added this. It's awesome. And the way you can access it is if you just go on the Poshmark app and click on your little profile in the corner where it says your name and has a little person icon bottom right corner of the app. Um, if you just scroll down one of the things on the main menu where you can like see like my balance, my process, my seller tools. Now there's one that just says QR code. And yeah, when you pull it up, it just has your QR code available. Anyone can scan it right off your phone or like Maddie said, you can print it. Exciting technology. These are the updates people have been wanting on Posh. (laughs) (laughs) Forget the search. We have a QR code now. (laughs) We heard you. We heard you. Here's a QR code. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Always fun to roast Poshmark a little. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the main event today. We have this split out into like three main categories. So we have the stain removal hacks, our quick fixes and DIY projects that we've seen or tried ourselves. So dabbled in, (laughs) tried once and threw out the window. (laughs) More on that later. (laughs) If you know, you know, okay. So we'll start with the stain removal hacks. So We've tried a lot of different things, you know, when you get home from the store and something has a stain on it, or even worse, you've already sold the item and then realize there's a stain on it and you have to figure out how to get it out to get it to the customer. So 
I think my go-to method for treating a stain is getting the item wet, spraying it with OxyClean spray, leaving it alone for a while, like 10 minutes, and then scrubbing it like crazy with a toothbrush has worked in most cases and treated the stain. Yes. Can't really argue with good old OxyClean. <laughs> I mean, those commercials, come on. Another stain remover I love, and I love, especially because it's something most people just have on hand, is using a little bit of Dawn dish soap, especially for stains that sometimes you have like a little grease stain or an oil stain where it's not even really a stain. It's just like almost like the finish of something. It's like a little greased or something. Adding just a dab of blue Dawn dish soap. And then same, you can scrub it in with a toothbrush, scrub it in with your finger, add a little water, suds it up a little. Um, that I've thrown on something that had one of those little spots that I wasn't quite able to get out with OxyClean or just regular detergent. And then throwing that in the wash. I feel like that nine times out of 10 gets it right out. Nice. That's a good tip. Another hack that I use a lot especially with items that are more like delicate or vintage where I'm scared to put it in the washing machine, or you might even say on the tag, like, don't put it in the washing machine. <laughs> it's like, ooh. but I will hand wash items in the sink and just like plug the sink hole, fill it up with water and pop a Tide Pod on the item. <laughs> which I think really helps even if it's just the item doesn't have a stain. It just has like, you know, it doesn't smell super fresh or something like that has helped a lot. Or if it does have a stain, like using the Tide Pod just on one item is obviously going to be like way more concentrated than it's intended to be. So um, just letting it soak in the sink that way rather than throwing it in the washing machine and potentially like damaging the item. Yeah, I've definitely had it before where I throw something that was vintage from the bins through the wash and it's like, oh, this is like not sellable anymore. So you got to yeah, be careful sometimes. Definitely. Another old standby stain removal is just good old fashioned H2O water. So this is something that I do a lot because I'm known to spill on myself in my regular life all the time. Like anytime Same. I eat, anytime I do anything, I'm always slopping, you know? Oh, so we know. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing you can do, especially if it's like a more fresh stain is sometimes you don't even need any stain remover. If you just take like a paper towel or like a washcloth and if you just get a bunch of water, so like sometimes I'll just like fill up a cup from my kitchen with water and um, take a little rag and you just keep repeatedly like soaking, like soaking a corner of the rag and then dabbing it on the stain and then keep repeating the process. So it's the rag is constantly like soaking wet. You kind of saturate out the stain and that dabbing, it like almost makes it so it's like a pool of water on the stain. And then you're like dabbing it with like a clean area of the rag and it pulls the stain out of the clothes. This works mm -hmm. better than you think it would. And sometimes if you have a, a stain on something that you thrifted and like the Dawn dish soap, the OxyClean isn't working, 
don't be afraid to just add a lot of water and even like with those other stain removers, just keep saturating it with it and using that dabbing motion. I'm able to get almost anything out by doing that. Um, one like memory that comes to mind, I had a friend whose wedding I was in and it was like after the ceremony, but like before the dinner and the, the cocktail hour was starting, there was like a little bit of downtime where they were flipping the space and the bridal party, we were all like at a nearby bar across the street and we don't know what happened, but like something purple red like a berry got on the front of my friend's wedding dress and this is like before the reception so you know she was obviously it was her wedding she was not gonna let anything like ruin the day by any means like she was a really good sport about it but um i remembered that like water dabbing trick and we had borrowed like a white washcloth and a cup of water again from the bar and just were dabbing the spot over and over again I can't explain to you. It was like a purple stain on a white dress, like big. And we dabbed it completely out. And by the time it dried, when we got to the reception, you couldn't see it at all. We didn't use any soap or anything. It was just water. Wow. That's like the ultimate stain removal, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like worst case We were dabbing it and it wasn't working. And it was like, we just kept dabbing and kept like getting like new clean rags with it. And eventually it completely came out. Wow. Amazing. It might've been a wedding miracle. Maybe <laughs> yeah. the stars <laughs> that day, but I think it works. <laughs> it could work again. Awesome. Then we wanted to talk about some quick fixes we've done to our items. So the number one thing you would need is a small sewing kit that has lots of different thread colors that has come in handy so much and you know not just getting the one color that you might need it's it's so much better to just have a variety of colors available because we're sourcing items of all different colors and i feel like that's the easiest way to see a (laughs) diy so job is if the thread is like totally the wrong color <laughs> oh yeah a wrong thread color is going to be a dead giveaway yeah <laughs> so the colors we obviously use the most are black white and i would say blue comes in handy a lot for like jeans and that kind of stuff but one color i actually use more than you think is brown i feel like when you look at the spool of the thread when it's brown you're like oh that's like not gonna match but sometimes if you actually like pull the thread out and hold it up sometimes that brown color can blend in with like any color purple you have or like a rose color it seems like sometimes that's like the color for like if you have a colored blouse that has a small tear in the seam that brown comes in handy more than you think where it's like white stands out but that brown kind of blends in more interesting So when we are getting out our sewing kits, we really like to keep it to like (laughs) very simple jobs to do this. So if it's like a seam that ripped, if it's like something that is going to be a really visible area that you need to mend, that might be something where you need to go to step three and do a DIY situation on it. Or if you're still at the thrift store, maybe just leave it there. I was at Plato's yesterday and I saw this like free people black kind of like cocktail dress that had like a really deep v in the front and like right where the 
the t- the seams met like on the bodice there was like a tear right there and it's like okay <laughs> i don't want to try to figure that out you know i have yeah. a lot where like the dresses i'll find it like a thrift store or something have like a little tear on this the seam like on the side of the dress maybe like where the zipper is those are pretty easy to fix and like it's not super noticeable or anything like that. I've also had it too, where I bought a dress that didn't have any flaws. I tried it on and it ripped on the seam, which was terrible. But I was able to fix it just because it was an easy seam job as well. Definitely. I think it's important when you're going to be taking on a sewing project for your reselling business to know yourself, know your skill level. Yeah. Don't bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> yeah. Cause maybe you're a person that has like a sewing machine and like is really handy with it and can do a lot more than we can yeah. do. And like that's above our pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> Another quick fix that we sometimes run into is if you find an item that's missing a button or uh missing sometimes I find it commonly like those little hook and eyes that can be like on the back of a blouse or dress. Sometimes one side of it's broken or it's completely missing. So that's something where got to check in with yourself, know if that's something you want to deal with. When we're considering skipping it is sometimes if it's like a very specific style of button that you're going to have a hard time finding a match for, then I would say most of the time we're leaving those behind just because it's not worth the trouble. Right. Like if it's like a button fly, like it has like it's supposed to have like five yeah. buttons and one of the buttons is missing where it's like, you'd have to find that specific button. You can't just yeah. like sub in any old button. <laughs> yeah. Stand or even alone. like for, for jeans and stuff, it's like those seem complicated to sew in. At least that's above my level. Yeah. Or it's like sometimes people are expecting like the button of a pair of jeans or of a certain brand. Like it should have like the brand marking on the mm. button. It's like, you're not really going to be able to find a replacement for that easily. But sometimes it is worth fixing yourself. I would say always double check. Sometimes on the care tag, they'll have an extra button sewn there that you could use. Sometimes they put like extras yeah. there for this exact situation that might come up where you need to replace one. And then another thing I have done, if it's a piece that I think is still worth reselling um, and I'm wanting to fix it and it's like a button down shirt, see if there's a creative way you could remove a button that's like not really used for function so sometimes like on a button-down shirt if you take like like let's say like the middle button is missing you can maybe take the bottom button off that's probably going to be like tucked in or not as visible and move that button up to the spot that's missing and then just disclose that that bottom button's missing but a lot of people won't mind that as much because it's not really affecting the piece Awesome. So those are some of our quick fixes. Now we're going to talk about some of our DIY projects or, you know, projects we've seen other resellers do. So the the main one we have tackled as resellers is cropping. So we have done this on a variety of different items from like t-shirts to like jean shorts, things like that. Yes. You can even take like vintage jeans and turn them into shorts by cropping them. Sometimes I've bought like vintage men's Levi's that I'm selling as like a women's straight leg jean. So sometimes they're like a 
34, even like 36 length, which is just like usually way too long for whoever would be buying them for my closet as a woman's piece. So even, even if you're not going to crop to a full short, you could crop them at the ankle. So they're more of like a raw hem straight leg jean. And mm -hmm. if you throw them through the wash after that, it'll be like a really nice distressed finish to the jean. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the big tip too for like t-shirts, you know, figuring out where you want to crop it so it'll hit, you know, if you want it to be shorter or longer. And then after you cut straight across to throw it in the wash once, because then that raw hem will kind of like roll up. Yeah. And it makes it look more like natural. Yeah. It just kind of finishes it off. I think sometimes if you just sell it when you just like cut it and didn't then take that extra step to throw it through the wash, it kind of looks almost like unfinished and kind of like almost like too just like chopped off. And yeah. also once you wash it once, it's going to give a more realistic version of like what it'll look like after they wash it. So it's not like you cut it in a perfectly straight line and then they throw the pair of jeans in the wash and then they're like, it got completely frayed. Like, yeah. Another DIY involving the scissors would be just distressing. I've seen a lot of people do this with like graphic t-shirts or like band tees. Sometimes if you find one and it has maybe some stains, you can, instead of stain treating it, distress it in some of those areas and give it like a worn in, like whole, like vintage look. And sometimes that can actually like add value to how much you would sell it for. If it's like a dirty t-shirt to like a vintage worn in distressed look, like that looks like something they would be selling at like free people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot for it. Same with like jeans, um, past the point of just like cropping it. You could even like cut out little areas of the jeans, throw them through the wash and then have more of like a ripped jean style. Yeah. Like add like holes in the knees, something yeah. like that. A DIY that I have tried once. <laughs> we know. Just kidding. <laughs> is tie-dyeing. So, I mean, we grew up tie-dyeing for fun a lot, but I had one item that I got in a mystery box that I didn't totally love and tried to basically do like a bleach tie-dye, like a reverse tie-dye on it to make it something more desirable. I don't really, you know, it wasn't the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire <laughs> life, but it did, I think it did make it better than it was before. So it was an improvement. Tie-dye, you know, just working with rubber bands and either a bleach or a fabric dye. Yeah, that's another great one you could do with like band t-shirts if there's, I don't know, like kind of like dirty areas of the shirt you know, wash it, add a little bleach dye, and then it's like a totally different look. Definitely. Another DIY option. This is one we haven't done, but hand painted items, you can, that's another like way you could DIY that would add value. I found like a denim jacket at the bins one time that someone else had like painted, hand painted the back of, and I was able to sell that. It's, it's really cool because it kind of takes a piece that maybe is a little more just kind of run of the mill and turns it to something that's totally one of a kind. Definitely. Yeah. I too just bought a pair of Carhartt um, overall shorts that have some hand painting details on them that are super cute. Even the, the person at the checkout like stopped and like 
admired them oh, when cool. I was checking out. So that I feel like that's always a good sign when you're checking out from a thrift store. The person behind the counter is like, oh, this is so cute. You're like, yes. yeah, <laughs> like score. Yeah. Yeah. And also a great way to get creative, upgrade your items. So we have a couple takeaways as we wrap up. So the first one, when it comes to, you know, stain treating, hemming, sewing, DIYing an item, you really want to think about the like time versus money aspect of, is this worth it to spend the time, you know, trying to get this right, this item ready for sale, or should I just spend my time working on items that might already be ready or spend my time keeping looking for items that I could just sell as is. Sometimes, you know, you don't notice the stain or things like that until you get home. So you're kind of stuck with it and you have to make the best out of the situation. But if you're in the store and you see that you're going to have to be doing something to the item to get it ready, you really want to think about if it's worth the time. And if you can't get the stain out or you can't get the hem or, you know, sewing aspect just right, if it's going to be desirable for people to buy still. I'd say if it's like a big stain or a stain that looks like it's been there for a very long time, it might not be worth the effort. Definitely. Yeah, that's always kind of the balancing act because I feel like when we first started, we would be like, oh, it's just like a small stain. Like, I'll treat that. But the more and more you resell, you kind of, we at least we've realized, I started having like a pile of clothes that was like, I was going to fix. And it's like, you're never going to get around to doing it. You might as well just like pass on it. Yeah. yeah. Think about how much time you'd actually be spending doing that. And if it's realistic, it's way easier. And we're always looking for items that are just like already in perfect condition. Like, you know, it's going to be a slam dunk. The person who buys it's going to be happy with the quality. Right. Don't have any question marks. Definitely. It stinks too though, because a lot of times when you're at the thrift store, like you'll find like a really good item and it has a stain or a big flaw in it or something. And it's like, that's why the person got rid of the item, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, you're so excited about the brand and then you have to end up putting it back. But I feel like once you've been burned a couple of times with trying to get a stain out for like an extended period of time, yeah. you kind of change you know, <laughs> yeah. Comes with the Again, knowing yourself, you're like, I think you get more familiar if you're like, oh, I know I could get this kind of stain out. But if it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, your your point where you should should put it back, right? And it reminded me too because you said it's it stinks when da 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 da, and that's something to consider too. Sometimes if you have something that you thrifted and has that like smoky old man kind of smell it's really hard to get that out i would recommend passing <laughs> um and then another takeaway is it's always an option to just sell the items with the flaw and make sure you just fully disclose that the item is flawed yeah i feel like sometimes that if you you're in that balancing act where you buy something get it home realize it's flawed and then realize it's not going to be something that's in your capacity to fix you could always list the item take a picture of the flaw make sure you put in the description like there's a flaw small tear on the back of jacket pictured selling as is if you disclose all of that so people know that they're buying an item maybe they know how to fix it or they know how to do some type of diy that they're still interested in buying it make your price reflect that maybe you can always go that route even if it's like something with a stain 
or I run into it a lot with like shoes where it's like, I could probably take a magic eraser and like really scrub these up and make them better. But a lot of times I would rather just get it listed and price it like a little bit lower and just get the item moving. Cause I know it's like still pretty good condition. So just taking a picture of like the soles of the shoes, the size of the shoes, any scuffs, and then disclosing that being like, this could probably be cleaned up more. I'm just selling it as is. I've had a lot of luck selling shoes like that still. Nice. But yeah, that's all of our hacks for stain removal, fixing things up, DIYing. Let us know if there's anything that you do with your items that we missed in this episode. We would love to learn some new tips and tricks. We're always learning. For sure. All right. So that is all for this week's episode. We'll be back next week with an update on our goals. We are just recording this one a few days after we recorded our last one. Not much news to report, but (laughs) we'll be back next week with an exciting episode. We're going to be together in person, I think. So we always love love recording like that. And we might have some special guests. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. As always, if you have a reselling question that you'd like us to read on an upcoming episode, or a listener win that you'd like us to share, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. We are at sisterswhoposh, or you can reach out to us at our email, sisterswhoposh at gmail.com. Yes, and if you enjoyed this episode or our other episodes, please feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, write us a little message. That really helps other people find our podcast and helps us grow. And you can also leave us five stars on Spotify. Awesome. We'll talk to you next week. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.